Welcome to the Way of Crypto podcast, your best daily news source covering everything happening in the crypto and Bitcoin space every single weekday morning. We go over market news, price action, and of course, all the drama happening in crypto every single day. If you want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and do that as a general supporter at three bucks a month. Or if you want to take it up a notch, you can contribute to the show with 10 bucks a month. This allows you to not only contribute to the show financially, but also with show content as well as it enables you to ask any question you want, hopefully about crypto. But if not, I'm probably going to answer it anyway. And we'll go over all those answers every single Friday. However, the best way to support the show is simply to subscribe and give us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can do this on Spotify and Apple and all your favorite podcast listening platforms. Subscribe, give us a review. That's the best way to support the show. Finally, if you want to take your keys into your own hands, you can purchase a Ledger device through the link in the description. This ensures you're purchasing the device through the Ledger website and it has not been tampered with by a third party like what can happen if you purchase through Amazon or eBay or a third party seller. You never know if your device has been tampered with. Uh, so use the link in the description. It ensures you're purchasing through Ledger and also 10% of that purchase will go to support the way of crypto at no extra cost to you. If you want to reach out to me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Way of Cryptocast, on TikTok at Way of Crypto. But the best way is to go to the website www.thewayofcrypto.com. There's an email link there. You can fill it out. Let me know your questions, comments, and concerns, and I'll get back to you. There's also an RSS link on the website if you run your own podcast server and you want to subscribe through that RSS link. You can do that. Let's get into the news. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Way of Crypto podcast. We got a great show for you today. Lots of stuff to go over. Lots of actually pretty neat news. Fear and Greed Index currently sitting at a 58. We're in greed. Yesterday, we were at a 54. Last week, a 56. Last month, a 25. Remember those days? Uh, it looks like, knock on wood, I hope I'm not jinxing it, but maybe they're behind us. Uh, Jerome Powell spoke yesterday. We're going to cover that a little bit uh, right after he spoke. Good news for markets all around. Regular market kind of went up a little bit. I wouldn't say a pump, uh, but uh, moving in the right direction if you're along. And Bitcoin coming back above that $23,000 mark as well. Yesterday, we were kind of hanging out below at that 22,900 to 22,000. I think it touched low as 22,400. Uh, but yeah, now we're above the $23,127 exactly right now. And it's probably a good way to segue into the market. Uh, Bitcoin, we just talked about Ethereum. We're at 1674 bucks. BNB, we're at 332. XRP is at $0.40. Cents. Even at the moment, what else we got here? Solana is 23 bucks and 69 cents. Oh, we skipped over Matic and Dogecoin. We'll uh, backtrack here to number nine. Dogecoin currently sitting at nine cents. Pretty flat on the 24 and I'd say flat on the seven days. Well, Matic is at $1.32, up 7% on the 24 and up 20.5% on the seven day Matic. I really like Matic. Solana is at $23.70. Uh, I like Solana as well, up two uh, percent on the twenty-four and flat on the seven-day. Dot is at uh, dot. Dot is at six dollars and eighty-eight cents. Shiba too many zero zero, but we're flat on the twenty-four and up about twenty-one percent on the seven-day. 
Litecoin's at 100 bucks, even AVAX $20.61. AVAX has uh, moved up significantly, kind of, sort of, I guess. Uh, is that a, what would that be called when you say something significant, but then kind of change it to kind of, sort of? But, anyways, AVAX is up 2.5% on the 24, but 8.5% on the 7 day. It's looking strong there. Tron is at 6 cents, up about 5% on the 24, and almost 9% on the 7 day. That pretty well takes us to the top 20 here. Let's look for the big movers, just kind of scanning through here. And it's going to be Maddox by the looks of it in the top 30 or so. Uh, Maddox made some big moves in the last 24 hours. Let's get into, oh, you know what? Near Protocol, just breaking into the top 30 here. Near Protocol is at $2.72, up 15, almost 16% on the 24 and 20 but almost 21 percent on the seven day so near protocol is making some big moves as well that's probably going to take the cake here in the top 30 let's have a look at the news bitcoin like we said in the show opener uh the intro there bitcoin has moved up after jerome powell spoke yesterday we were all day yesterday, kind of the last, I'd say the last 36 hours, Bitcoin's kind of just barely being hanging on to that $23,000 mark and uh, going below, spending most of its time below at uh, 22400 to 22900 And we kind of came back above that after uh, after the Fed chair spoke and with a bullish tone or with a dovish tone, maybe. I would call it that. Bitcoin bulls stumble at 23.4. Fed's disinflation sparks BTC BTC price rally. Bitcoin price action returns to tackle familiar resistance with bulls failing to make fresh inroads towards 25,000. I kind of have a hunch that we're going to... We're going to approach that 25,000 in the next little bit, meaning maybe the next two weeks or so and, uh, and maybe get above it here. I think, uh, I think, doesn't it feel like, doesn't it feel like the bottom is in at this point in time? Always subject to non-financial advice disclosures. However, uh, doesn't it feel like we are kind of, that's in the past now, that, uh, the, Bitcoin bottom is in and all that red is kind of in the past. It does seem like that, at least for this uh, this foreseeable moving into this next bull market. Anyways, Bitcoin rebounded to key resistance on February 8th. This crypto market got a boost from a familiar source. Let's not forget, though, we have uh, we've just been consistently ranging. So, yeah, it does feel like it. It feels like the bottom's kind of in. It feels like we're moving into a more bullish trend. Uh, an upwards trend again after that long, long slog of a downwards trend for Bitcoin since, what, probably November of last year. It does feel like a little bit of reversal. However, there's just such small percentages. So uh, market sentiment has changed significantly. Like looking at the fear and greed index, we're currently sitting in greed now with a $23,000 price tag and very small movements uh, day to day. We did get a big upside in uh, the month of December or it's month of January, sorry, not December. Uh, we did get a big upside, almost hitting that 40% upside. But uh, lately, through January, or through February, for the last week or so, it's been really small movements. Market sentiment is still changing significantly with those small movements. Something to keep in mind, I kind of feel like we're going to hit, move up and touch that $25,000 mark. And I do feel like we're going to slowly grind up to 30000 like I've been saying for the last 
six months or so, I think we're going to get there. And then we're going to kind of hold there because that's around fair market value for Bitcoin, in my opinion, anyways. Um, we're going to stay there until the bear or until the bull market kicks in full swing and uh, Bitcoin goes parabolic again. I think we're going to find that 30,000 and kind of hit sit there for a little bit, which would be exciting in its own right because that is that's a pretty significant jump, another $7,000 jump. But I, I do think it's coming over the next few months here, not short term. But I do think we'll hit 25K in that short term. Let's get into the next article here because uh, this is kind of interesting. Almeida Wallets has – some Almeida Wallets have kind of resurrected. I'm going to talk about a little bit about this. Uh, an article from Cointelegraph, Almeida, Almeida linked wallet brought 1 million FTT worth 2.3 million. How does it still even have any value at all? Before opening a loan position on the decentralized crypto lending platform Abracadabra. I find this super interesting. Someone with someone high up there on the chain of uh, Almeida, or was high up on the chain of Almeida with access to these wallets, trying to take advantage of a DeFi, DeFi protocol, and it looks like they're trying to uh, leverage their remaining FTT uh, for some cash here. Let's get into a little more. This is from yeah from Coin I think I mentioned that. While it's linked to the bankrupt Almeida Research, became active again on February seventh yesterday, transferring billions of FTX tokens or FTT, the Almeida Wallet activity post FTX bankruptcy filing. Yep, so we know that the Almeida Wallet activity post FTX bankruptcy filing has been a big concern for the crypto community with many questioning the merits of the law enforcement agencies and how these wallets are being accessed. Fair is fair, right? If law enforcement can't take it from you, I guess they can't take it from anyone if you're holding your in possession of your own keys. Uh, Whether you like it or not, you kind of got to take the good with the bad. Whether you like it or not, they shouldn't be allowed to confiscate any tokens. It's just the way it is. If they could take it from Almeida, they can take it from you. And I'd rather just, I'd rather take the good with the bad, not throw out the baby with the bathwater and deal with this on a psychological level because that's all it is. You're just kind of rooting for uh, Almeida to fail, which I am too. But if they still have their own keys, and they have some tokens, and unfortunately, FTX token, FTT, is worth something still at this point. Just It is what it is. The Almeida Research for Wallet brought more than 1 million FTT, roughly 2.3 million in the $1.86-$1.87 price range. The wallet has opened a loan position on Abracadabra, currently mortgaging $73,000 FTT and $31,000. Many linked the movement to funds of the ongoing bankruptcy proceedings and believe John Ray III, the court-appointed CEO of FTX, sanctioned the funds movement. So that would be kind of odd for him to sanction a leveraged loan, wouldn't it? Ray III has made no secret of his desire to seize control of the exchange's assets or those in its subsidiaries to pay off debts. Why wouldn't they just sell to pay off those debts? I don't think this makes sense. I think there's more to the story than we know here. But we'll be keeping a close eye on this because I find this kind of stuff pretty interesting. A lot of this news has been broken on Twitter. And if you want to follow the account that's breaking it, you can follow them at TechShieldAlert. Uh, they came up with this little Twitter thing. I'll go through it here. TechShieldAlert hashtag. <laughs> $13 million worth of crypto assets have been transferred to a meta consolidation labeled address, including $6 million USDT. 1,545 ETH worth $2.5 billion from Bitfinex. So, yeah, they don't have – those are not in possession of themselves. Those are on exchanges. $4.6 million USD from a wallet 
0x7889. Wondering why Bitfinex transferred $8.5 million worth of crypto to Almeida's consolidation addresses. So if you want to follow this and be at the bleeding edge of this news, you can follow Peck Shield Alert on Twitter. Let's move into some Ethereum Gatsby news. I do like to hit these, keep track of them because I'm interested in NFTs. I'm interested in Web3, and I'm sure you, lots of you are too because I talk about it every now and then. I like to focus on Bitcoin. Just because I do think, like I've said many times in the past, Bitcoin is the only risk of asset in the world currently available at this moment in time. But I like the entire crypto sphere and uh, believe in its future. So, uh, yeah, let's get into the gas fees a little bit and how they're spiking. 29% like everything else. Everything's As the crypto market goes up in value as so will Ethereum gas fees. That's why I really like Matic actually. Uh, but, but anyways, back to Ethereum here. Block Ethereum block statistics show the average number of blocks mined each day show little to no change, while the total block size per month increased 7%. Stepped into 2023, the cryptocurrency market seemingly shrugged off a year-long bearish sentiment for 2022. Yeah, it did. Kind of went over that. Shrugged it off real fast, too. That whole downward trend over the last year has been shrugged off in four weeks' time. Uh, with the market moving up, we're not even that high yet for Bitcoin, but I feel it too. And I don't know, is that a red flag or not? Something to think about, right? We're all kind of thinking that market sentiment now is uh, is back and we're all back. And uh, is that a red flag? I don't know. Currently, Ethereum gas fees are sitting at 32 uh, Paraguay. Time of this recording is 9.11 a.m. That is Eastern Standard Time. Let's get into the next article here. Happy Bitcoin anniversary from Tesla. Elon Musk still holds 9.7K Bitcoin. They haven't sold all their Bitcoin to buy Twitter. It's good news for us. When's he going to accept it as a payment method for Teslas, though? Uh, that's what I'm most curious about. In the past, I believe it was, was that a year ago or was it two years ago? I think it may be two years ago, even though that time goes by real fast. Uh, when they stopped accepting Bitcoin, Elon kind of declared that um, somewhat in a somewhat uneducated way, which I don't like saying about Elon. I do think the guy is a genius, the genius of our time, a true visionary. However, he's just not orange-pilled. He's not orange-pilled yet. And he decided that Tesla will not accept Bitcoin until at least 50% of it is on some kind of sustainable green energy source. I think we're above that now. And he has not declared Tesla will start, um, has made no forward projection of when Bitcoin will start, uh, or sorry, Tesla will start accepting Bitcoin as a payment method for Teslas again, but they still own it. They did sell off a little bit in the fall for his purchase of Tesla. He kind of said that. He sold off a little bit years ago to prove its liquidity as well. Uh, but anyways, let's get into the article here. Bitcoin exposure may be down 77.5% with him anyway. But Tesla still has the third largest Bitcoin holding of all publicly listed companies. Bitcoin held by Tesla is still worth 33 less than its 2021 purchase price. The last data shows two years to the day that Elon Musk, it was two years ago, two years to the day that Elon Musk firm added Bitcoin to its balance sheet. Most gains continue to evade the auto manufacturer, Tesla and Bitcoin. Tesla from $1.5 million to $225 million. I'm not sure what they're getting at here. Uh, Let's dig in a little more. Bitcoin and Tesla have proven an explosive combination since Musk announced that it would buy 
billion dollars in Bitcoin. The move in February 2021 sparked, remember, he sparked that run, sparked that that run, brought Bitcoin right back and uh, sent it just parabolic there when he announced that. Came at as Bitcoin USD was on its way to its first all time high of the year when it reached in April, topping out of $58,000 USD. Tesla's purchase price was around 34700 at the time, according to the data from the tracking website, Bitcoin Treasuries. And we are saying, yeah, I, I haven't done the math on it. 33% sounds pretty safe, but uh, it doesn't even matter at that point anyway. Tesla and Bitcoin rise in tandem. Previously, Cointelegraph reported on the relationship between Bitcoin spot price and Tesla stock, both seeing a broad resurgence at the start of 2023. Uh, so we're all looking for... I haven't talked about this, actually. I forgot about it. kind of just popped in my mind now, but uh, Twitter has... What's the best way to word this without too many pauses here so I can kind of congregate my words that I'm going to use here? But Elon has submitted a request, I guess would be the way to say it, to start integrating a payment method in Twitter. So kind of what we've been predicting since the last, I don't know, I guess six months or so, uh, that Elon's plans for Twitter are to introduce it as a payment method or transition it to it as a payment with method, as well as a social media network, what kind of framework and network, whether that be ETH, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, or there's something of their own creation. The important thing to note there is they are moving towards that payment integration in Twitter. If they choose Bitcoin, it's going to, it's, it's going to go parabolic. If they choose Dogecoin, it's going to go parabolic. If they run it on something else, it's going to go parabolic. If Elon creates his own token, uh, some kind of Tesla Twitter token, I think actually that may be the most likely thing, unfortunately. Uh, I kind of do, but we'll see how it plays out. And uh, I am glad we have Elon and Tesla and now Twitter on board with crypto. Whatever form that may take, it's uh, I do see it as a net positive here. Moving on to some negative news, kind of sort of, but he is facing justice. So I don't know. I don't know about completely negative. Coinbase ex employee pleads guilty to insider trading. Uh, there's been a few of these over the last little bit. Uh, I really wish they'd nail some politicians, some uh, some Congress men and women with this as well. Fed that Fed treats treating digital assets. Fed's treating digital assets the same as stocks when it comes to confidential information on listing. So I think that is actually the most important takeaway here because uh, yeah, insider trading is everywhere. There's no way to completely rid the world of it, and. Uh, I would rather see politicians get nailed more so than employees of these networks, to be honest, at my level. But the important distinction here is they are treating, at least the U.S. feds are treating insider trading on crypto the same as insider trading on uh, stocks. So they are taking it somewhat seriously, something to, I guess, give credence to how far crypto has come uh is what it really is anyways move on to the next article that's kind of a short one bitcoin boomed to twenty eight thousand. this is some positive news incoming if top if top crypto can stay above this line this is from michael vende pop let's get into this article it's from the daily huddle popular crypto strategist michael vende pop believes that bitcoin is gearing up for a burst to the upside 
as it now trades above a key level. Vandape Hop tells his almost a million Twitter followers at 647,300 that traders who are betting against the king of crypto may provide the unnecessary fuel for a rally towards his target of 28,000. So he's saying we're going to get a short squeeze that is just going to send that up. I think I agree. I think we're going back to 30. I do. I'm going to say it. I've been saying it all along. I don't think it's short term. I think we're going to hit 25 short term though. And in my short term time frame, I'll say three weeks. I think we're going to hit 25 in three weeks. Disclosure, non-financial advice. And I think we're going to slowly grind up over the next four months back to 30. People properly, people properly eagerly start to short. So this is a quote. So it's a little bit of an awkward, um, an awkward sentence here. But people properly eagerly start to short. So cracking twenty three thousand two hundred is inevitably a continuation towards that twenty six thousand to twenty eight thousand on the charts. So Vende Pop thinks we're going to get there by short squeeze, and you know, it looks real likely, doesn't it? Um, next article, we're going to cruise right along here. How are we doing for time? Twenty minutes. Yeah, that's good. That is good. I try and keep it. Under 30 minutes for you guys as a daily commute podcast. But if you want longer, feel free to let me know because I always grab more material than I need to get through. Uh, and we can chat about this stuff all day. That's why I chose to do a podcast here. For those of you on Binance and I guess for those of you that are trading with USD on Binance, there is going to be an upcoming pause this month. We'll talk about that a little bit. Crypto exchange Binance to suspend US dollar bank transfers this week. USDC bank transfers compromise only a tiny bit of monthly active users. I think it says here in the article it's like 0.02%. However, if you're in one of those 0.02%, you do need to know about this. Crypto exchange Binance is temporarily suspending US dollar bank transfers starting on Wednesday. Today, the company confirmed Coindesk on Monday. We are temporarily suspending USD bank transfers as of February 8th. That's today. Uh, so be aware if you are trading uh, if you are transferring USD on Binance, a Binance spokesperson said nothing, just noting just 0.01%. So, I, so what did I say? 0.02? I missed by double. Of monthly active users, use USD bank transfers. Be aware if one of those users, you are going to have some problems here. FTX new boss says security was so weak that the founder could download half a billion dollars of crypto without a detection we haven't really talked about the back door on ftx that seems like it was built into ftx actually and all those i think it was about half a billion dollars of withdrawals uh could have even been a billion i don't remember i'm just going by off memory this uh, article just kind of triggered that memory that but anyways yeah that backdoor withdrawal that happened uh, just after the collapse of ftx I'm, no one talks about it anymore i don't know why no one's talking about it but um is this regard in regards to this? This is from business, the Business Insider. So this is in mainstream media, I guess uh, we could call it that. FTX's new CEO berated the crypto exchange security in court testimony. John J. Ray III said an FTX exec could have downloaded $500 million of crypto and walked away. It kind of seems like that actually did happen. Ray also described his first 48 hours in charge of FTX as pure hell. Remember when CZ looked at the books, was going to buy FTX, looked at the books, and then stepped away and said, hell no, we're not doing that. I think this is what he's talking about here. FTX's weak security and its co-founders, who have both been charged with fraud, could easily have stolen hundreds of millions of dollars worth of crypto, the bank's firm's new CEO said in court testimony. 
John J. Ray III, who was drafted in to oversee FDX after its collapse and previously handled uh, Enron's liquidation, made the comment. So he's speaking from a, a whole lot of experiences taking over these failed companies, uh, being in control of Enron as well. When was that? When was Enron? 2008? The guy's been around for a long time. Made the comments at the Delaware's bankruptcy court Monday. Literally one of the founders could come into this environment, download half a billion dollars. What he means by download is transfer uh, worth of wallets onto a thumb drive and walk off with them, he said, in the recordings of a hearing review by Insider. And there's no accounting for that whatsoever. So his understanding of how crypto works does seem fairly simplified here, but I think we all understand what he means. Ray said FTX crypto wallets have been moved into cold storage. So by thumb drive, I think he means ledger. I think anyways, I don't want to put words in his mouth. That's always a little dangerous, isn't it? Adding that the crypto firm previously had hot wallets in a system where multiple people have had access to passwords. Scary. When we Where we are today is pretty satisfying, he added. Yeah, scary, scary. Crypto raises $11.7 million for victims of Turkey and Syria earthquake in under 44 hours. We saw this in uh, response to the Ukraine war and how quick, how that proven use case and the speed of which funds can be transferred to people who need it with the use of crypto. Uh, yeah, we saw this in uh, it's the start of the Ukraine-Russian war. With Bitcoin and Ethereum and NFTs and all that kind of stuff, we was raised just in the, just millions of dollars were raised in a, such a short period of time, and it's happening again with 11.7 mil being raised for uh, the earthquake earthquake victims, and it's just proven that use case of how fast it is, how slow Western Union is, and to get a organize get and organize a body that can take in cash donations from around the world, and how fast it is. Uh, using blockchain uh, and what that means, what that actually means for fundraising in the future and what it will mean for uh, what it will mean as we kind of progress and adoption progress and all that kind of stuff for the future of fundraising. And it looks real good. It looks real fast. And uh, the only trouble is you got somebody kind of in control of these wallets to take some centralized power to distribute that and uh, there's always a risk there. If only there was a way, if someone can come up with a way to decentralize, seems impossible, like an impossible task. So do a lot of things when you first start talking about them. Someone thinks of a, a way that they can decentralize, decentralize the distribution of those funds that are garnered would be, that's the ideal. That's the ideal scenario, isn't it, with, uh, with fundraising. If they can... Organize and redistribute in a decentralized way so none of those funds can be skimmed or used for any other purpose but to go to the people that truly need them. That is the ideal thing. Last article of the day, I thought this was super interesting here. Reddit, Reddit user discovered 7-Zip file possibly linked to Julie Massage hidden in Bitcoin blockchain. Let's go through this kind of slowly. This is from news.bitcoin.com. According to a post on the Reddit community slash r slash Bitcoin, the old file was discovered that may be linked to Julian Assange, the whistleblower and founder of WikiLeaks. The encrypted 7-Zip file is in the outscript, the output script from a transaction that took place on January 5th, 2017 and was mined at the block height of 446,713. I'm going to read this a little slow. I just want to make sure I get it right. I find this super interesting. I hope you guys do too. 
Speculation surrounds the purpose of this 7-zip file called Julian Assange.txt found in Bitcoin blockchain. Amid the thousands of inscriptions added to the Bitcoin blockchain via ordinals, I haven't heard of that before, a 7-zip file possibly linked to the WikiLeaks founder, Julian Assange, was recently discovered a Reddit user under the name, well, his name is kind of, it's pretty scrambled here, but SPRXZK34620 informed the Bitcoin subreddit of the discovery. I feel like that's an anonymous account there, uh, and it's probably smarter in his or her part. The post stated, an encrypted 7-zip file possibly related to Julian Assange is hidden in the block Bitcoin blockchain. The author also noted that the file could be obtained by splicing the pubcash hash seg of the outscripts. I'm not entirely familiar with, I'm not, a, I'm not a tech guy when it comes to encryption, so I do apologize if I'm kind of getting this stuff wrong here, but uh, either way, I am interested. The encrypted 7-zip file contains a file named julianassage.txt, but attempts to crack the files have failed, added the Reddit user. Commenters on the on the Reddit post asked why Assange would ask this to the Bitcoin blockchain, and some referred to speculation that he created a dead man switch. It could be encrypt, an encrypted link to the switch or files exposing secrets. Interesting. With one person, others were doubtful and stated that the 7-zip file name julianassage.txt sounds like a hoax. Maybe that's up for you to decide. So, yeah, so this article is on news.bitcoin.com. If you want to follow it, they're probably going to cover more there. And that's going to wrap up today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the show, please give us a subscribe and a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. That helps us grow. And that's kind of what we want to do here at The Way of Crypto. I want to grow this podcast to be a voice in the crypto sphere. If you want to support the show financially, you can do that as well by purchasing a Ledger device using the link in the description. Or you can support us on Patreon. We have a couple tiers there. And you can find all those links in the show description But uh, the best way, you know, the best way to support us is to give us a review and follow the show on your favorite podcast listening platform. That's going to be it for today. And I will see you guys later in the week. Bye for now.